0: Today's Gospel is from Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you, Shelley, for reading this passage. It is always the first text of the season of Lent. Uh, our, our 40-day period of preparation always hearkens back to Jesus in the wilderness, and it happens right after his baptism. His baptism is that event which shaped him and because we were baptized into those same waters, it has the potential of shaping us. At his baptism, the Spirit of the Lord descended on him like a dove and the voice of God said, You are my beloved son. And then, right after his baptism, the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Same Spirit. Sometimes the Spirit reminds us of our belovedness. Sometimes the Spirit leads us into the wilderness. Not to punish or hurt, but rather as a way of refocusing us, refocusing. Forming us, not as a, a place of punishment, but sometimes the Spirit leads us into wilderness because we need to be awakened. We need to be woken up from our sense of life as usual. And it's a time for us to let God refine us, refocus us, and reform us. In in Jesus' journey into the wilderness for 40 days, he fasted and prayed. I doubt he was praying with words for 40 days straight. It was more of a stance. It was more of a, a contemplative prayer that just was coming back again and again to God's presence. I read this week from Lawrence Freeman, who who taught here a few years ago. I remember him sitting right here in this chancel and teaching us some things about prayer. He said prayer is not so much a format as an intentional desire to put ourselves in God's presence. God is always present to us. It's usually us who are not present to God. And so he said part of contemplative prayer is just coming back to that intention, that desire for God, and to say, God, here I am. I've begun trying that this week. Whenever I think, oh, I should be praying more. Instead of setting time aside, which is a good thing, I just right then, when that thought hits me, right then I... Say, God, here I am. Because I have a sense that it is the Holy Spirit that reminds us that prayer is important. That reminds us that coming to church on a cold day is important. That reminds us that doing the work of God with one another is important. Whenever we have one of those thoughts, just stop what you're doing for a brief moment and say, Ah, God, here I am. after Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, which is biblical code for a long time, the devil comes and tempts him. And wouldn't you know, he tempts him with food. Now, the devil, I don't know if there's a, a physical being of, the, of, of evil but the word devil, diabolos, diabolical, means to divide. Now, we don't necessarily need someone with horns and a tail to tempt us to divide. As a people, as a church, as a nation, as a world, or even within our own selves, that tendency and temptation is always there, to divide, to separate. The Holy Spirit is always bringing unity, not uniformity, but unity. And that's God's desire for come unity, to bring people together. Evil separates and divides. The devil, in this particular story, tried to separate Jesus from who he really was and is. Notice that he tempts Jesus by saying, If you are the Son of God, sowing seeds of doubt. But because Jesus had spent 40 days praying intentionally, seeking communion with God, he was on his game. He knew what the devil was trying to do and divide him, to separate him from his own identity, his true self. His true self was a beloved Son of God. Friends, by our baptism, That is our true self, too. We are beloved sons and daughters of God. That is our true self. And there's all sorts of voices out there in our lives who would have us believe otherwise, that would have us believe in our false self. Our false self, you've heard me talk about this, likes to look good and feel good. And we go through every day Sometimes every second going from our true self to our false self, Lent is a time for us to focus on our true selves, beloved sons and daughters of God. And when we are tempted to identify ourselves by our false self, we need to be on our game enough to say, no, that's not who I am in God. That's not who I am in Christ. Let's just look at these three temptations you tell me which, one, which part of the false self the devil is trying to get Jesus to claim. Either look good or feel good. So the first temptation, the devil says to Jesus, here's some rocks, turn them into bread. You can do this. Scripture says. <laughs> do you think he's playing t- which part of Jesus' false self? Looking good or feeling good? Probably feeling good. He's hungry. Bread will make him feel a little bit better. When we're hungry, we like to eat. The next temptation, the devil takes Jesus up to the top of the pinnacle of the temple and says, Throw yourself off. It says in scriptures, the angels will catch you and you won't dash your foot against the stone. Which part of the false self do you think the devil's trying to get Jesus to buy into? Looking good or feeling good? What do you think? I, I couldn't tell what that was. Maybe it's both. Sure, sure feeling good because he's not going to be hurt, but maybe he's looking good too. Think of what people will say about him. And then the devil says to Jesus, takes him up to the top of a mountain, says, all of the kingdoms of the world, all of the earthly power can be yours if you just turn down and worship me. And Jesus says, worship the Lord your God alone. What do you think the devil's playing to? Looking good or feeling good on that temptation? I heard someone say both, maybe. Yeah. Jesus is focused. He knows who he is. He doesn't get tempted by earthly power, popularity, the urgency of food, being fantastic. He's not tempted by any of that because he knows who he is. He knows he's the beloved of God. This season of Lent is an opportunity for us to say no to the temptations of defining ourselves by how the world defines us. But it's going to take some intentionality and it's going to take some diligence and it's going to take some spiritual power to stay grounded, to stay focused. I have heard from so many colleagues of mine in ordained ministry about how many people in their congregation, how many people in our congregations are feeling off, feeling scared, disoriented, not knowing how to process what's going on, and not sure what's going on. It seems like we as a nation have two understandings of truth, we have facts and alternative facts, I've heard some Christians say, you know, we may have depended on the government too much to do works of compassion. We as a church need to step up our game and be the voice of compassion where people are afraid. People are longing for deeper things People are hungering for deeper truth, deeper wisdom, not the kind of stuff they can see on any news. And this may be a wilderness time for us that refines us by God's grace, refocuses us by God's grace, reforms us as a people by God's grace. You each have a card. I hope you have a card. If you don't, just raise your hand. One of the ushers will bring it to you. In the tradition of the early church, there were three disciplines, spiritual disciplines that people practiced. Praying intentionally, fasting, and giving alms. We need a few cards up here. Nobody's going to see this card but you unless you wish to share it with somebody, but it's not going to be pinned up anywhere. It's going to hopefully end up somewhere in your life where you can be reminded of what you want to commit to. You can see there's a very small box under each of these words, pray, fast, give. I invite you to write something down, almost as a way of accountability. To say at one point at the beginning of Lent 2017, I wanted to practice this intentional way of praying. I wanted to fast in this intentional way. I wanted to give in some intentional way. I know some people who are praying as they watch the news intentionally. Whenever they turn it on, they pray beforehand and say, God, help me to watch this prayerfully or read this news prayerfully. I know people who are setting aside time, I'm trying to set aside a certain time every day to pray, to listen, to let God speak. And I wanna be attentive to whenever I feel like I should be praying, to trust that it's the spirit within me to just stop what I'm doing and pray even for a brief moment. Fasting, I know some people who are fasting from electronic media I know some people who have said to their Facebook friends, goodbye, I'll see you after Easter. And they're fasting from that because they, they don't want to take in all that stuff. Fasting is so much more than giving up chocolate or giving up a certain food. That's okay if it leads us closer to God. But sometimes we need to fast from certain behavior. We need to fast from certain dynamics. We need to fast from cynicism or fast from sarcasm. Give. I know some people who take the loose change out of their pocket at the end of every day and they put it in a bowl and at the end of Lent they give that to the church or they give that to a homeless ministry or they give that to a food pantry. I know some people who give up coffee for Lent and whatever they would spend at the local coffee place, they take that money and put it in a fund to give to Christ's ministries. However you want to give alms, it's a good thing. Let's just take a few brief moments now and ask God, what is it you want me to do in my prayer life? God, what is it you want me to fast from in this season of Lent? God, what is it you want me to give to Let's just take some brief moments now in silence. And whether you write anything or not, ask God to guide you. Maybe nothing's coming clear now. Maybe it's later today. Take these cards with you. Put them somewhere where you'll be reminded of this invitation to grow closer to God and one another, to grow closer to being one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry
0: to all the world.